Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. How about that? Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory eight out, and Foreman is as poised as can be! And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. If he gets through this dragnet, it's as slippery as a nail and a barrel full of oil. Pedro Fernandez. It works for me. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Often imitated but never duplicated, 37, make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I am your modest host. I'm also an award-winning writer and four-time Golden Glove champion. Straight up, we're talking boxing and MMA for the next two hours live on Sports Byline iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 217, and like a thousand other internet platforms. Straight up, this is your show. If you'd like to impart, you can. Here's the toll-free, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or get this, you can hit us up on the toll, you know, non-commitment text line. You want to text us here in the studio? You know, go on the air. That's cool. 415-275-1613. The text line, once again, 415-275-1613. Well, last night... In Las Vegas, Nevada, on ESPN, of course, wow, what can I say? Richard Comey, an explosive knockout winner in the sixth round. You could hear the punch landing. There's no crowds for these fights anymore. So when you hear these these thudding punches landing, you really what kind of damage you're really inflicting. But Comey, like a 27, got 27 knockouts, like 30 wins. He's a big puncher, the biggest puncher at 135. They put a young man named Jackson Morenes in with him last night. Morenes had won the WBA lightweight crown. Of course, that was in August of last year with a a sterling performance against Raleigh Romero in Las Vegas, and they robbed him. So they robbed him, and then they set him up for the fight last night. They robbed him, took away his title, sent him home with no belt, right? So he comes back last night, has to fight the number one killer, and gets drilled. That's boxing for you. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. One segment with the HBO Godfather Larry Merchant coming up on Sports Byline. own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, 
Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Wow! I feel good. James Brown, what does that mean? Godfather of Soul. That means it's time to bring in the retired HBO Godfather himself, Mr. Larry Merchant. And how are you this morning, sir? I'm feeling swell. I had a long, good night's sleep. Well, you know, all kinds of crazy things have happened during live television, live radio, and things like that. When that fan man... Uh, flew into the arena in Caesar's Palace there in November 6, 1993, the Holyfield Bow fight. You were ringside for that, weren't you? Yes, indeed. Um, have you ever seen anything like that ever since or before? Uh, not in any sport. Uh, the amazing thing was uh, our cameraman uh, caught that guy up in the sky <laughs> Um, before any of us knew exactly what was going on, so that his whole descent was captured, and, as well as the aftermath. 
Larry, he, I think he ended up in Riddick Bowe's corner, and did they put a beating on him or what? Yeah, they threw some stuff at him and dragged him out of the ring, and I guess he had a sad life, didn't he? Commit suicide. Yeah, he ended up hanging himself in Alaska at the age of 36 in like 2002. But James Miller was his name, call him Fan Man. But I mean, that was, I was there that night, and he just came cruising right into the arena. I said to myself, oh my God, I never saw nothing like this in my entire life. Live TV, of course. Um, but also, I mean, th- that's probably the craziest thing I think I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff at boxing matches, but I don't think I've ever seen anything to top that Fan Man guy. Uh, probably not. I mean, he was, um, he was one of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Tyson biting a piece of uh, flesh off of uh, Holyfield um, is uh, memorable as well. But I can't think of any outsiders who have ever had that kind of influence on an event. You know, I Mills Lane was my broadcast partner until he had a stroke in about 2002, 2003, something like that. He, my, he and myself and Al Bernstein were the uh, Let's Get It On boxing crew. And I asked him one night in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I asked him, I said, why did you, you know, I mean, didn't, didn't wasn't biting him the first time enough to disqualify him? And he said, Mark Ratner changed my mind. I said, what do you mean? Mark Ratner said to me, he put it in a question form. He said, Mills, you really don't want to disqualify Mike Tyson right now, do you? And I guess he thought that a disqualification at that point would have caused a riot. But I don't know, Larry, you think you should disqualify him straight up the first time? Um, sometimes seeing is disbelieving. <laughs> and it takes a second time to make you believe. Okay. Um. You know, a young man fought last night, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later. But a young man fought last night, Jackson Moran, is on ESPN. He was from the Dominican Republic. He had come in undefeated like about eight months ago, and he fought on Raleigh Romero, who was uh, Floyd Mayweather's fighter. And I thought he won like ten rounds to two. I mean, it was like a route, nine to three, I think, out of my scorecard. And all three judges um, gave it gave it to uh, gave it to Mayweather's guy. I mean, the score is like 118, 110. I mean, long, long scores. So that robbery... Because he got robbed, he went home to the Dominican Republic with like probably $10,000. Probably got that for the TV purse. Okay. So he goes home to the Dominican, Dominican Republic, doesn't have his title belt, which he should have had, which probably would have made him a bit of an icon in the Dominican Republic. So he goes home and then they say, you know what? We're going to get you another fight. We're not going to give you a title rematch with the champion. We're going to get you a fight with the roughest, hardest puncher in the entire division, Richard Comey, and we're going to give you 25 grand. So in other words, those judges ripping him off eight months ago, I think ruined his life because he got knocked out last night in a fight he couldn't win. Huh. Well, um, I guess Mayweather's fighter was the house fighter. No doubt about that. I mean, Glenn Feldman had a 116-110. Frank Lombardi should be arrested for impersonating a boxing judge. He had a 118-110. And I think uh, the other judge, Don Trailer, had it 115-113 or seven rounds to five. Seven to five in rounds. It wasn't even close. What I'm trying to say is it was one of the biggest atrocities of boxing in 2020. Nobody really talked about it much because of the fact Mayweather was involved. I mean, anytime Mayweather's involved, I guess you know, it's like you, you, the, people handle stuff with kit gloves, commissions, everybody. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't followed him or uh, his fighters, um, so I can't. Uh, respond from 
eye contact with these okay. things. Uh, you, you, the Pavarotti followed you around after the Mayweather encounter. Did you get any threats? I didn't get any threats, but um, because my grandson told me that I was uh, I was out doing Justin Bieber on the, on the <laughs> internet, I I glanced at it and. Uh, more than one uh, onlooker called me a racist. Okay. You know, Justin Bieber, he came to Pier 39 in 2008. I was part of management there, and he started, he did a concert on the, I mean, an unannounced concert on the pier. So this the shopkeeper calls me on the phone and says, security? I said, yeah, she goes, you need to get down here right now. There's all these girls out here. What are you talking about, all these girls? So I went up to the plaza, and there was like 400 girls there, and, and Mr. Uh, Bieber had himself a little microphone and was doing his thing. So I went up to him and I said, hey, man, you can't do this here. And some girl says to me, hey, you, this is Justin. I said, I'm Pedro, and he's leaving. Anyway, bottom line is he left and went to a, um, went further down the, the market. Well, well, what pier. couldn't he do that he was doing? Well, he, he, he was taking, he was blocking all the doors to the shops with all these girls. In other words, they weren't spending any money. This is a shopping center. You hear what I'm saying? This is a shopping center. Pier 39 is a tourist shopping center. Anyway, <laughs> revenue. Capitalism was being blocked. Cardinal sin. It's a cardinal sin, no doubt about that. But the body, at the end of the day, I got to meet the guy, and I thought he was, you know, nice guy. And then, of course, he's had his issues. He wanted to become a boxer, all kinds of different issues. You know, Larry, these celebrities wanting to become boxers like this. Some, I think Mayweather's going to box, box some clown from YouTube and this and that. Um... People get hurt in boxing. How come celebrities don't? Uh, because we all know what's going on and what's up. And um, if people want to spend money and to watch nothing happen, then good luck to them. Okay. Speaking of spending money and having nothing happen, um, exhibitions. People want uh, is the boxing. Is the caliber of boxing being presented on television now such that so inferior that we have to watch exhibitions of old guys to get off? Well, I guess that's what some promoters believe, but I do think that uh, some young guys are starting to uh, ripple up and uh, um, show that they'll be um, ready for the game when uh, the pandemic lifts. Speaking of pandemic lift, you got your second shot? Yep. Okay. Any side effects? You feel any any different from no taking No side effects. Uh, I took a, um, what do you call them? Uh, I took a couple of pills beforehand mm -hmm. just to um, settle everything down, and I, I, I didn't suffer any uh, consequences afterwards. Are you trying to tell me you took a chill pill like a Valium beforehand? I took Tylenol. <laughs> Nothing. That's, that's the that's the strongest pill I've ever taken. I'm not well, a pill. I'm not a pill guy. I mean, I'm just not a pill. Well, guy. I just, I just. My experience is that nothing uh, bad can happen you happen to you if you take Tylenol, and something good might. <laughs> and in this case, whatever might have happened uh, that, that went wrong um, went right. So I'm, uh, anyway, I'm cool. I'm 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 as proud of uh, having my second uh, shot as I am about turning ninety.
Well, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations on both. Next week, February 20th, I know you're not a big uh, fan of today's fights, but Mikhail Burchelt is a once-beaten 130-pound. He's a monster. He's just a monster, 130 pounds. He's defending the WBC 130-pound title against the 2012 Olympic gold medalist, the former WBO 126-pound champion. These guys will fight at 130. Oscar Valdez, 28-0, no, 22 KOs. I would recommend that, Godfather. I would recommend you put that on your uh, schedule. I will take your recommendation. And, of course, Adrian Broner is coming back on February 20th. I thought he was. I thought we were done with him. He's only 31, but I thought we were done with him. Well, I guess there's a vacuum, and some somebody's got to try to fill it or use the opportunity to fill it. Um, Broner uh, played his cards out, and uh, I'm as surprised as you are that he's coming back. But given his age, yep. and and given how thin the manks are these days, okay. um, I suppose. Uh, he can make a few bucks. You know, Larry, I was um, I was looking at, at Hasim Hasim Rachman after he won the heavyweight title. Of course, that upset of Lennox Lewis in, in Africa. He called me on the phone. He was live on the phone. Thank, uh, I want to thank the late Stan Hoffman who passed away last week. Huff and Stan Hoffman made that put that together. But Hasim Rachman, a few years later, they found two dead bodies in the trunk of his car in Baltimore. Okay, and I'm wondering if these two dead bodies uh, were equivalent to the guys that his sons are fighting because last night, night before last, his son stepped in the ring with two guys. He has two sons, Hasim Rachman Jr., who had a horrible amateur record, and his son Sharif, who didn't have a very good amateur record. Neither had winning amateur records. Anyway, both these guys are pros now, and they're fighting guys that are two and ten. Well, the guys that are two and ten, of course, have never beaten anybody with a that have won a fight and this kind of stuff. But Hasim Rahman, I think he was better off if you know if he'd have dug those two guys out of his trunk to fight these kids. Well, what's in the name? Um, <laughs> well, you got the name. Listen, you mentioned Larry Merchant. Anybody? And I, I, I mentioned you this week to a lot of people because it was your birthday, and people knew that and passing this and that. they know who the Godfather is. Well. um... Uh, I suppose if I had uh, some sons who uh, were looking to make a few bucks or have some fun, uh, maybe the fact that they were Larry Merchant Jr. and Harry Merchant um, would help them uh, get through. Okay, Manny Pacquiao says it'll take forty million bucks to fight Terence Crawford. You think they'll put that together? Um, I don't know if that's an opening bid. Um, it's, it would be a big fight. Um, I don't know that he would turn down $25 million <laughs> as a guarantee. Um, uh, but it, it, it would be, uh, a fight worth watching. Well, that being said, you go have a good Valentine's Day with the Godmama. Give her a big kiss for me and give her my best. Thank you, Pedro. The one, the only. My heir apparent to greatness. He is the one, the only. Talk about the Godfather, Larry Merchant, folks, on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Okay, let's go.
attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years. People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. We don't back down from nobody. We can take it in the street if you want to. Yes, we can. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. Let's go over over some of the boxing results. Of course, Richard Comey, a knockout winner last night. It was one of those punches like you can hear it on TV. And when you can hear punches like that, you know they land hard. Straight up, 8-ounce glove. I'm talking about the IBF, of course. Uh, I mean, the 135-pound fighters wearing 8-ounce gloves all the way up to 147. Where they switch, and go to 10-ounce gloves. 8-ounce gloves were at play last night. Former IBF lightweight champion. Of course, the man that got knocked out by Tiafimo Lopez in his prior fight, Richard Comey, coming to us from Ghana, Africa. Now 30-3, 27 wax. 
an explosive six-round knockout winner over Jacek, uh Jackson Morenes. Of course, now 19 and two seven KOs. I told you that they ruined the three judges. I'll mention their names again because they're such creepy people. I'm talking about Glenn Feldman, eight to four in rounds. Frank Lombardi, ten to two in rounds. And Don Trailer, seven to five in rounds. They gave the fight to Raleigh Romero instead of giving it to Mr. Morenes. Of course, that was last August. That robbery cost him the WBA title. He wasn't able to take his title belt home. And he wasn't able to make the kind of money he should be able to capitalizing on the championship. In other words, he could, he was robbed. And then la- they ruined his life. And then last night they put him in with a killer. In other words, we're going to put you, uh, you, we know you got screwed the last time, you know, and you're coming back to Las Vegas. We're going to put you in with um, a killer, Charles Manson. Basically, we're going to put you in with Charles Manson. You have no chance, little or no chance, or maybe Slim and none and Slim's left town to steal a line from Don King. But you have no chance in this fight. And what happens? You were destroyed in the seventh. I mean, it was, it was destruction. I was, it was a mate. Time was 235, round six. I felt bad because I could see early on what was going on here. I mean, Comey was obviously the stronger fighter, obviously he had that big right hand. I mean, this guy cracks. I mean, say what you want. He's sort of limited. I mean, as far as his overall boxing abilities, he's a little herky jerky type of guy. I'm talking about Richard Comey, but man, once he starts firing that right hand and he gets it going, he's sort of wild with it at times, but when it lands, it's over. I mean, it is over. Now Comey, 30 and 3. But Marinez goes home back to the Dominican Republic, a broken man. He's been knocked out. He's been robbed both times in Las Vegas. Of course, as I explained this to you before, it's sort of like sitting down at a blackjack table. You get a king and an ace. It's 21, right? You say to myself, you say to yourself, yeah, that money looks good. And then they say, no, 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 no. You don't win. What do you mean I don't win? No, the guy over there, the guy with 17, he wins. Wait, wait, this is blackjack. I've got blackjack. I've got 21. No, no. This is boxing. The guy with the 17, he's winning tonight. That's just the way it is. Oh, that was very heartbreaking. And I really feel for the young man. Go back to Dominican Republic, a broken man, broken both financially and mentally. I mean, he just is. 21-year-old heavyweight knockout artist Jared Anderson, now 8-0, eight, no, 8 knockouts. Looks pretty good. Of course, he's the guy that they think greatness is going to come from. He may be the next American heavyweight. We'll see how that goes. Because, you know, I always talk about great American heavyweights and they don't really, they really, they really don't. Anyway, the bottom line is they really don't materialize. They just don't make them over here anymore. Why? Because we don't have hunger. I mean, we have hunger. I mean, but not hunger like people hungry enough to want to box. I mean, you've got to be pretty hungry to want to go out there and box somebody. In other words, you've got to get yourself in shape. You've got to put yourself um, in a mindset to where, you know, it's kill or be killed. I hate to say it like that, but, you know, I remember my mother one time, I knocked this dude out one time, and he, they took him, the Herbert Myers, they took him to the hospital in the ambulance. He, he left the arena asleep, okay? They, he woke up in the ambulance. And I remember my mother, we were just coming off the Dooku Kim. Ray Mancini just killed Dooku Kim about a month earlier, and the Oakland Tribune, uh, newspaper guy was coming after me, so, you know, this, this guy might die. And my mother jumps in, hey, come on, this is better him than Pete. Better him than Pete. You put that in your paper. He didn't put that in his paper, but that's just the way it went down. It was a rough night, no doubt about that, but, you know, you can see it. You can see it and, and you can feel it when the Grim Reaper is in the house. And there's certain things that you just know in boxing that it's like going against a train. I mean, like trying to push it, like a human being trying to push a train off a track. Sometimes when boxing is moving, you can't stop it. WBA Super Bantamweight Champion. I'm talking about Ronnie Rios. He's the gold champion, whatever that means. Anyway, now 33 and 3, 16 wax, a one-sided 10-round winner over Oscar El Jaguar in the Great Day, 1903. Of course, that was Saturday night at Fantasy Springs. Fantasy Springs was rocking and rolling last night, of course. And the uh, co-main event. Let me get to the co-main. I'll take that back. Let's go across the bond, goes across the pond first. It was a huge upset. But I always thought, you know, English guys that can't punch, they're, they're just like, 
guy's getting ready to be taken. They're just getting ready to be taken. Josh Warrington, case in point, came in undefeated in 35, but only had seven knockouts. That means he couldn't punch his way out of a paper bag if it was wet. Okay? And on Saturday night, the SSA Arena, of course, near London, uh, Warrington, who relinks to the IBF title after, uh, I believe he said he was going to move up to 126, 130 pounds. Anyway, he gave up his belt. He came back in this non-title affair and just got destroyed by Mauricio Bronco Lara. He was a 25-to-1 underdog. In other words, they brought what they thought was a stiff in from South America. <clears throat> Not so much, baby. Not so much. Reminds me of Sonny Morrison here locally when he had Butch Gomez. He brought Butch Gomez, uh, some guy that, that, uh, that came from the Eminem box. Take, take that back. He came from Jimmy Montoya's boxing club down there in, in Los Angeles. Jimmy Montoya had nothing but bums, but Jimmy Montoya snuck this one guy in, and this guy beat the snot out of Butch Gomez. Of course, that was the end of Butch's career. I take that back. I retired Butch in an exhibition we did in 1984 down there at the um, the Clarion Hotel in San Mateo, California. I remember, his brother came to me. His brother was my trainer. Chris Gomez was Butch Gomez's brother, and he came to me before the exhibition. I was going to do four rounds with Butch. And six rounds, well, I was in good shape back then. And six rounds with Carlos Deli on the World Cruiserweight Champion. I was feeling good. And I, and I did, I did the rounds that night. It was a makeshift ring, but we did the rounds. And I remember, you know, telling Chris, you know, I, I feel sort of, sort of funny in exhibitions. This is your brother. This, and he goes, go out and make sure he never boxes again. So I went out there. I made sure he never boxed again. This is the way it is. Bottom line is, you know, butch didn't buy anymore. <laughs> you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Before I go to the Rockman brothers, uh, I want to mention that Mitchell Rose passed away at the age of 51. Of course, he was a career journeyman with a record of 2-11 and 11 with two knockouts. But one of those knockouts, he knocked out the undefeated Butterbean. That's right, Eric Butterbean Ash. Remember, I was like, wow, that, people were like stoked about that. Of course, that was it at MSG. Then he got into the fight with Mike Tyson inside a Brooklyn nightclub. Of course, he later wrote a book. Tilted Mike Tyson tried to kill my daddy. Uh, bottom line is Mitchell Rose was a piece of work, but I don't know why he died, but, you know, may he rest in peace. Back to the Rockman brothers. Of course, I seen Rockman <coughs> Sr., gold-blooded, they called him. He couldn't lick a stamp if he wet his tongue. Now, 10-0 with five knockouts, a second-round knockout went over Mexico's Alejandro de la Torre. He came in at 2-9, and nine, he left at 2-10. and 10. Any surprise there? No, not whatsoever. Uh, not, none whatsoever. Younger brother, Sharif, C3, Rachman, now 4-0 with three KOs, scored a third-round KO over Haitian opponent. Notice they put this, Haitian opponent. Haitian opponent, Gladmir Jacinto. Of course, that was at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. It was on Saturday night. Bottom line is both brothers assigned to New York-based promoter Greg Cohen. Hey, Greg, I'm all with you, buddy. We went to China together, but Greg, you got to be telling me, you can't be putting these kids in with, like, stone-cold stiffs like that, man. That just don't make it. I mean, these guys were... Bums. That's being, that's being, that's being a bit, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, the bums. No doubt about it. You can't be fighting bums all the way. And you know what? You can pad your record and, you know, get to 11 and 0, 12 and 0, 13 and 0, 14 and 0. Eventually you're going to have to fight somebody. And when you have to fight somebody and you haven't fought anybody yet and you really don't know how to fight per se because both Rockman brothers have losing records as amateurs so they can't fight all that well. All right. They're going to get hurt. Speaking of getting hurt, I'll get into that in hour number two. Getting hurt, squares and boxing. What about a square and box? What am I talking about by a square and box? I'm talking about these stockbrokers, these guys that come into the gym and, you know, they buy a pair of boxing gloves and a headgear and somebody gives them a mouthpiece and says, guess what, man? I can make you a fighter. And they think they can box and they get hurt. I'll get to that in depth. Hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. After the break. We switch gears, talk combat sports, uh, MMA, the UFC 258 last night, coming to us, Las Vegas. We'll hear from the winner and more. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217. Keep going, TuneIn.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes.com, Anchor FM. Straight up, this is Ring Talk. Young lady, now I know how it feels to 
Rick here again. Will the second time be the charm? I don't know, Bob. He's got a lot of love for the game, but he's not the player he once was. He's got passion in his eyes. He passes the beer. Looks like he's making a play for the candy aisle. I've never seen this in my 35 years. He's going right for the heart-shaped box. He picks up the chocolate and heads straight to the checkout. Unbelievable. Rick comes through with a last-minute Valentine's Day victory. This Sunday, don't forget to make happy on Valentine's Day with a heart-shaped box of Russell Stover chocolates. The spread of COVID-19 is still unchecked across the nation, and you need to keep your family safe. Make a new habit and check your temperatures twice a day, once before dinner and before leaving home in the morning. You can't afford to take chances, so use the Exergen Temporal Scanner. Its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies, and it takes an accurate reading in seconds. It's the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Quick and easy to use, you can count on Exergen to keep your family safe 24 hours a day. Do you own a timeshare but can't use it because of travel restrictions, a change in life circumstances, or perhaps you can no longer afford the monthly payments or annual maintenance fees? If you feel stuck or just need to get out of your timeshare, Newton Group is here for you. They are the nation's oldest timeshare relief company, which means you can trust them. Read the reviews. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, 4.7 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and a proven track record to legally relieve you from the financial burden of your timeshare. Getting out of your timeshare can be tricky business, so it's important you go with a company you can trust. And nobody, I mean nobody, has more experience than the experts at Newton Group. For your free consultation and your free consumer's guide to timeshare exit, call 877-WE-DO-EXIT. That's 877-WE-DO-EXIT. Why pay for something you aren't using? Give us a call at 877-WE-DO-EXIT or visit newtonexit.com today. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Mama said it's not bragging when you're telling the truth. Straight up, I never lost a street fight. There's nobody in the city, nobody in Northern California, nobody got to say they engaged me in a one-on-one street fight and beat me. They could say they jumped on me, they could say they hit me with sucker punches, all that kind of good stuff, but they never, ever, ever, nobody on the planet can say they ever beat me in a street fight. That being said... Camaro Usman can almost say the same thing. I'm talking about the UFC welterweight champion, man. He is one bad dude, no doubt about that. He's lost only once in like 19 fights last night. He took on Gilbert Burns, a former, uh, they were in the same gym together, I think down there in Florida. He's sharing the same gym from the same stable. They started out together. Of course, Usman, the world welterweight champion, I'm talking about 170 pounds. He is the real deal. As I said, once beaten in 18 fights. I think that was like the first or second fight of his career. He's come back and he's been on a roll. He's now like one of the longest, the greatest welterweight, I think. I think he eclipsed.
eclipse is maybe Georges St. Pierre. I mean, Georges St. Pierre, of course, the Canadian icon, the guy that considered the greatest USC fighter maybe of all time prior to this gener- current generation. Of course, he did beat Michael Bisping for the middleweight title a couple of years ago, but he's decided he's not going to come back. So Usman, that would be one hell of a challenge for a George St. Pierre. Usman last night knocking out Gilbert Burns in the third round with punches, folks. It was a, I'm going to say, you just saw one of the best boxers in all of the UFC. I mean, the jab, the jab, the jab from both sides was all about jabbing. It feels amazing. I mean, um, this one was a tough one. It was a very, very tough one because, um, you know, the whole gym situation, you know, me leaving. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, guys, you cannot... You cannot discredit what Gilbert Byrne has done in this division. You know, after being knocked out of lightweight, regrouped, put it all together, moved up a weight class and started tearing through these guys. You know, we started together. You know, we started this journey together and he showed it tonight. You know, he went in there, he put it all together. He, he's, he's, he's knocked off one guy after another to get to this point. But I said it, man, you know, I'm the varsity guy. You know, my, my, my fight IQ is different. You know, it's something different. It's different when you're in the gym with me. But when you get in here, it's different ball game. I'm a whole nother savage. From start to finish, I'm a whole nother savage. And he saw that tonight. Undeniably. Undeniably. Now, let's talk about the fight. Was there anything in the fight that surprised you? He came out of the gate very fast, clipped you with a couple of right hands. What yeah. were you thinking during those moments? No, he. Uh, I, I knew he hits hard. The, the funny thing is... That's the majority of how our sparring went, uh, our sparring together. You know, he, if I threw one, he would counter heavy with shots. And, uh, and, and he will buzz you, you know, for, for a guy that was a lightweight and moved up, he's got so much power in those hands. And, uh, anybody else in this division goes to sleep to one of those. He, he, it, it, it kind of, he caught me in the first round with one of those big hooks, kind of behind the ear. And I felt it. I felt it. I was like, oh, okay. Get on your ones and twos, and let, let, let's let's go to work now. And, um, and, and the rest was history. You started to establish the jab, and Trevor Whitman talked about that in between rounds. He said to you, "You are a champion because of your jab." He wanted to get it in your head that your jab was a huge weapon in this fight, and it proved to be a weapon not just from Orthodox but also from Southpaw. Yeah, um, that was the thing with me is uh, even when I when I first kind of started and I was striking. You know, well, uh, at my old gym, you know, it's a lot of that Dutch, Dutch kickboxing and, uh, you know, which is, is, it gets you tough and, and it, it gets you tough and it, it lets you see a lot of shots and lets you defend shots. But I always just get on the bag myself and I wanted to work, you know, work that southpaw. I wanted to work the jab and I knew I had a good jab from the southpaw. And so I loved the switch. That's why you see me in my fights. I switch both stands. I'm mainly a conventional fighter, but I like to switch stands. So, you know, I just worked it, worked it a lot, and that's one thing that we worked this whole camp. Trevor said, you know what, you need to stay on the jab. You have a freaking good jab, and you need to stay on the jab. And, uh, you know, I just listened. I went in there, listened to my coaches. This one was hard for me because it's hard to come in without all the emotions. I mean, Gilbert is, is a guy that I've known from the start, and, uh, you know, I, I, I love him. And uh, this one was tough for me to deal with. You still met him at the center of the octagon before the fight started and got right in his face. Why did you do that? Because that, that is a little out of character for you. This is my this is my cage. I'm the undisputed welterweight champion for, for, for a reason. This is my cage. I don't care who you are. When you step in here, there's no friends. You know, he said it himself. He put himself there. He said himself, I have something he wants, and he's coming to take it. So when you step into my cage... 
we have to go to work. And so from start to finish, there was no friends in there. There was no friends at all. I had to go in and I had to do what I needed to do, and that's going in and win this title. And like I said, I, I am the best on the planet for a reason. Now, everybody else, y'all need to put some respect on my name. I am the welterweight champ for a reason. I'm here to stay. I, I understand that you're getting hyped up, but I don't think there's anybody not putting any respect in your name. You are without a doubt one of the greatest fighters in the history of the sport, one of the greatest welterweights, if not the greatest, the greatest welterweights of all time, and it was an honor calling your fight tonight. Congratulations, sir. Enjoy it. Take it in, and I cannot wait to see you defend your title again. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Before I go, you know, we got this little street uh, street thug calling himself uh, 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 Jesus. He thinking he's Jesus, and, you know, Joe, we tried to make that fight several times. They tried to make that fight, but he kept backing out. The only reason this man took the fight is because it was on six days notice, and he had a built-in excuse, and he's still running his mouth, talking about he broke my nose and stepping in on six days. Give you three weeks, he's going to do something. Guess what? It's not done. I'll give you a whole training camp. I guarantee you, you won't sign on that dotted line, because this time, I'm going to finish your ass. That's the fight you want next, or another fight with Jorge Masvidal. Any one of these fools can get it. Any one of them. But he keeps running his mouth. If he's going to talk, step in here and you got to see me. Step I, in here and see me. I love it. Thank you, sir. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate that, Congratulations. Joe. Congratulations. My man, Joe. One of the greatest ever. Reminds me so much of me because he, he's street boxing. That's what he's doing. He's doing, he's, he's in the octagon. He's street boxing. I mean, he's little four ounce gloves. Basically, you're not wearing gloves. I mean, you know, I'm not. So he's street boxing. That's just what he's doing. He did a good job of the last night. Went left handed, went right handed. Myself, I could do both ways. So I was really impressed with Mr. Usman now. Of course, 18 and one. Man, he looks like he's a head and shoulder over anybody at 170 pounds in the entire world. His challenge might be at 185 pounds. That means moving up 15 pounds, which can be Detrimental to one's health. In the co-feature, Alexa Grasso beat Marcy Barber. That was a women's bout at 125 pounds. But the, uh, Kelvin Gaston was a winner. He hadn't won in like three fights. So props to Kev, Kelvin coming back at middleweight. Of course, 185 pounds. He was a winner across the board over Ian Heinch. Um, outside of that, big names on the card. Anthony Hernandez beat Rodolfo Vieira. That was a big, uh, big, big win for Hernandez. Submission, guillotine choking, round number two, 153 in. But the fight that, the performance of the night, and the fight that sort of made me, I said, yeah, this was pretty cool. Pollyanna Viana. Some little tiny looking, real, you know, Brazilian girl. Not a scar on her face. She looks real pretty, this and that, right? She's a monster. She's just a monster. Mallory Martin was favored over her. Mallory Martin came from Denver, Denver, Colorado. So Mallory comes in. She's a slight favorite over Pollyanna from Brazil. And, you know, once you get these girls on the ground, once these Brazilian girls get you on the ground, it's all over. It's just, I, I can tell you it's all over. I was a pretty good ground fighter. I mean, never lost a street fight. But, but I was a pretty good ground fighter. But when I went down to the Gracie Gym, which on 30th and Mission, like about 20 years ago in the 90s, I went down there. And like the first couple of days, I, I, went to, I spent three days there. First couple of days, you know, workouts, they were nice with me. I, I did a lot of stand-up, this and that, boom, boom, boom. And then the third day, they got me on the ground. And every time they got me on the ground, they tied me up like a crab, and, and they just beat the snot out of me. I mean, or, or they could have. They could have almost basically killed me. What they do is they they render you they render you offenseless on the ground. They're on their back, and you're looking down at them. You say, "This guy's on his back. I should be able to beat him." Well, guess what? Not in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Last night, Pollyanna Viana just destroyed Mallory Martin with an armbar in the second round. She had a choke going for a while. She just said, "I mean, I just I I just I would never put my girl in with a Brazilian girl." I would never, I don't care. I would just, I would, I'm sorry. 
I just, I just, I just, I don't think I'd be. In, I wouldn't put my woman in MMA, but I'm just telling you, you don't put them in with a, with, with a Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert because once they get you on, this, I mean, I mean, it's a natural thing. You want to get on the ground on top of somebody. I mean, this is it. The the the, the being on top is supposed to be you're in control, right? Not with a BJJ person. I'm telling you, man. That they, they, they I. I I had the guy was on his back and I'm trying to punch at him from a standing position. I couldn't do that. I tried to reach over. He ended up kicking me in the head. I mean, it just wasn't pretty. So I learned after three days that, you know, this MMA thing was, was for real. And that was like 1993. Anyway, also on the card last night, um, I want to mention the fact that Bittel Muhammad was a very, he's, I think he's from, from, uh, originally from, uh, Iran, but he's from American. But Bittel Muhammad was outstanding last night. A unanimous winner over Diego Lima. Lima came in with a great, great credentials and a good Record, but guess what? The scores were thirty to twenty-seven across the board after three rounds. Outside of that, not a whole lot in the world of UFC last night. I mean, it wasn't something where I was going, "Oh man, I got to see that again." Next week, maybe heavyweights going at him. Talk about New York, uh, uh, Derek Lewis. Of course, I think he beat. He has a win over Francis Ngannou, I believe, and he takes on Curtis Blades. These two guys are going to be weighing about two hundred fifty pounds each, so anything goes. Of course, heavyweights five rounds. The main event coming to it from Las Vegas. A co-feature features uh, a women's bout. At 135 pounds, Kaylin Vieira taking on Yana Kunishaya. And, of course, the uh, rest of the card. Uh, Andrea Rossi's on the card, former USF, uh, USC heavyweight champion. I think he was a heavyweight champion once or twice. Um, he's taking on Tom Aspinetti. The card will be on ESPN+. Plus. If you haven't got ESPN+, Plus yet, you're losing it. I'm just telling you. Because ESPN+, Plus last night, I was able to watch both boxing and the USC on ESPN+. Plus. Now, my subscription is $5.99 a month, okay? I mean, that's like... A cup of coffee in nowadays world, and it's in California anyway. Bottom line is, Curtis Blaze and Derek Lewis will be the main event. Um, I don't see a whole lot on that card, but that main event, that's probably one that's not going to end in a five-round decision. That figures that one's going to go the, uh, a knockout early. Now, of course, the aforementioned Francis Ngannou, my guy, of course, the, the uncrowned UFC heavyweight champion comes from Africa. Wow, what a monster he is. Of course, he's lost three fights. Um, Derek Lewis was one of them. You know, I mean, he's just, he, he wasn't focused. When he fought for the heavyweight championship, he wasn't focused. He just wasn't. He fought Stippy Miocic, and he thought he would just knock Stippy out. And, of course, in the first round, he almost did knock Stippy out. But Stippy got his, his act together. And, of course, he, he got that big guy tired. And once you get people tired, you know what? I've been in the ring with guys that are tired. You can just look in their eyes, and they just got, they're just like, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. They, I've been there. I've been there. In fact, you know, it was funny being tired. How did my mother get involved in my boxing career? Well, I lost Eddie Smith, and she told me, and she said to me, I'm not going to let you embarrass yourself. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, you know, you weren't in good shape. I said, what are you talking about, Mom? I lost. She goes, no, no, no. She goes, you're going to run with me now, like a month before these fights. If you want to fight again, you're going to have to run with me. So anyway, she 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 put it together, and she had these running programs going on. I mean, she got me to the top of Westboro Boulevard, and you guys can Google that if you want in South San Francisco. It's a straight-up thing. I, I ran from, I think, Arroyo and Juniper Serra Boulevard, um, all the way to the top of the hill in 11 minutes. I mean, that's what her honking the horn and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. That's what a running coach is for. Somebody said to me the other day, do you really need a coach? Do you really need a trainer? <clears throat> I could use, I, I run still. I could use her, uh, belittling me to an extent with the horn, that kind of stuff, screaming out the window. Ah! You know, I, I could, I could deal with that because, um, that just got me better. I mean, people say to me, why do you run on a clock? The reason why I run on a clock is it keeps me, it my, keeps my competitive edge up. I know where I'm at. Okay. And people say, hey, you really don't need me. Egotistical running on a clock. No, no. You got to know where you're at. You got to put a, re- put a record. Anyway, bottom line is Stephen Miochik and Francis Ogano are going to hook it up for the world heavyweight champ as far as the UFC is concerned. And I think Ogano is going to, 
beat him down. March 27, UFC Apex Center, Las Vegas, Nevada. It looks like they're not going to go back to Dubai, it looks like, at least for six months. Of course, Miocic, former Golden Glove champion, Cleveland Golden Glove champion, Ohio State Golden Glove champion, Francis Zagano, a former professional boxer. I believe he lost one match. You know, this figures to be an outstanding contest. The co-features can maybe even be better. Alexander Volkanovsky, the world featherweight champion, taking on my guy, Brian Ortega, the model. Remember Brian? Brian was the prettiest guy in all of MMA. He was so pretty. He sounded good. He talked good. And then they put him in that fight with Max Holloway. And then after two rounds, he was, had his ass kicked. I mean, he was, he was busted up and bleeding all over the place. And they let it go another two rounds. In other words, he took ten more minutes of beating than he should have taken. And he was just getting beat on. I mean, he wasn't offering nothing in response. He was just getting beat on. So the once beating Brian Ortega out of LA, taking on Alexander Volkanovsky, who beat Max Holloway in a bit of a controversial fight, that second one anyway. Bottom line is, Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega are going to hook it up underneath Stephen Milchik and Francis Ugano vying for the World Heavyweight title, UFC style, March 27th on pay-per-view. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking into the world of boxing. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877 877- 360-0402. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. 
Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He certainly knows how to shake things up. Mary left the house. Mary? Mary Wilson, of course, one of the original Supremes coming to us from the Brewster Projects in Detroit, Michigan. Of course, they got together in the late 1950s and went to Motown. Motown said, we're going to sign you, but you have to get out of high school first. So they went back and they all got their high school diplomas. Talk about Florence Ballard, Mary Wilson, of course, Diana Ross, then Diane Ross. Anyway, they got their diplomas. They were first the primates and the, the primates before they became the Supremes. Who came up with the name of the Supremes? The late Florence uh, Ballard. Of course, Mary Wilson had contempt for Diana Ross and she had empathy for, for Florence Ballard. What can I say? May she rest in peace. She was a great fight fan. She knew me by first name and I thought that was pretty cool. One of the Supremes knows you by first name based on your television work. I think you're doing okay. Straight up, may she rest in peace. She died this week uh, on Sunday at 76 years old from heart disease in uh, Henderson, Nevada, right outside of Las Vegas. So may Mary rest in peace. Hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, forthcoming on iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, of course, uh, SportsByline.com. I keep going like a thousand different platforms. But, you know, if you're listening to the show, you know where it's at, 24-7. You can check us out on iHeartRadio, of course, or Anchor.fm, the all the podcasts. Of course, Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Anchor.fm. Hour number two. Two, we'll talk about getting robbed to an extent, but I'm gonna I'm gonna expand on squares and boxing. Do I think squares should box? I mean, do I think businessmen like Scott Cuddy should get hit in the head? I'm gonna talk about that in depth. Hour number two, and of course, boxing deaths. I'm gonna get into that as well. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. It'll be a positive hour. It doesn't sound positive, but it will be a positive hour. And hour number two, as well as a visit from Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier as they go across the pond to England. Straight up. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Stay tuned. Hour number two forthcoming on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, and about a thousand other internet platforms. Don't be square. Ring Talk's back after the news. USA Radio News. I'm Jeremy Scott. The Pacific Northwest is getting slammed by a blast of winter that they haven't seen in years. Currently, we have a ice storm warning out uh, this afternoon. 
we have a winter storm warning up as well as a winter weather advisory out. We're still expecting uh, an additional snow accumulation of up to two inches with around another one-tenth of an inch of ice. David Bishop at the National Weather Service office in Portland, Oregon. Some places in the state have more than a foot of snow. Oregon is under a state of emergency. Texas is under a disaster declaration as well as the state gets dumped on with record snow. The storm being called unprecedented and historic. There was a 15-vehicle pileup on Interstate 10 east of El Paso just days after that deadly 100-vehicle accident. This is USA Radio News. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You could save a lot of money. Whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. An Ebola outbreak in the West African country of Guinea has killed three, and there are four other confirmed cases. They're the first cases since the world's deadliest Ebola epidemic, which killed more than 11,000 people between 2014 and 2016. Also, a mysterious Listeria outbreak seems to be linked to Hispanic-style cheese. More on that from USA Radio's Wendy King. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration announced that they're investigating a multi-state Listeria outbreak that may be linked to soft cheese. A press release from the CDC said seven people have been infected with Listeria in four states. They said they've linked the outbreak to Hispanic-style fresh and soft cheeses but they hadn't identified a specific brand. All seven individuals were hospitalized. They live in Connecticut, Maryland, New York, and Virginia. Six of them were identified as Hispanic. Three of the individuals reported eating queso fresco. USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Now that former President Donald Trump has been acquitted, some are asking how the Republican Party moves forward. Congressman Darrell Issa believes the party will rebuild like it has in the past. The California Republican tells Fox News that if they build on their core beliefs, he feels they will quickly regain the position of the majority party. You know, we've got a rebuilding to do. Without the uh, the leadership of President Trump and the way we've had it for the last four years, we've got to take the best of Trump, the best of Reagan, the best of Lincoln, and pull it, put it all together. But we've 
been here before. I was a very young soldier when Richard Nixon uh, left office. We've been in problems where one or another person uh, was effectively pushed out of uh, their leadership. And what we did is we went back to who we are. We're the party of smaller government. We're the party of the small business and the small business worker. And as we show that to people, as President Trump did for four years, but as we show it to people, we're going to become the majority party again. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau. I'm Dan Naraki. 7.3 magnitude earthquake in northeastern Japan injured more than 100. It comes less than a month before the 10th anniversary of the Fukushima disaster of 2011. The Fukushima nuclear power plant reports no radiation leaks. Residents cleaning up from the quake, which triggered a landslide, damaged buildings and high-speed railway lines, and knocked out power for thousands. For USA Radio News, I'm Jeremy Scott. Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Oh, 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 what a finish And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. But he has a shock in store for him. He has two great chances. Slim and none, and Slim's out of town. Pedro Fernandez. I wanted to do the right thing. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Because to the Sunday edition, we come to you initially at 11 a.m. Pacific time for two hours live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, like a thousand other internet platforms. Straight up, this hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, I will concentrate. I will spend a segment talking about squares and boxing, white collar boxing. Of course, guys get hurt doing this, guys get off doing this. What, what am I going to talk about? Will I be a little hypocritical? I probably will be. Bottom line is, we'll talk about that in depth at about 20, 23 minutes past the hour. Uh, we have open phone lines around the planet. If you want to drop in, you can. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. We'll be talking about some of the quotes of the great Muhammad Ali. Of course, here's one. Wars of nations are fought to change maps, but wars on poverty are fought to map changes. Muhammad Ali, 1975. So we'll talk about some of the writings of Muhammad Ali. We'll go into depth on robberies and, of course, white-collar boxing, and as well as 
Of course, the world of the UFC, we'll touch on that just to an extent in this hour or more, just to a small extent. Of course, boxing is the subject. Of course, boxing, rock and roll last night in Las Vegas, a bit of a one-punch knockout there in the sixth round. Of course, I'm talking about, man, what can I say? When Richard Comey comes to fight, all I can say is don't be on the other end of the punches unless you're like Teofimo Lopez. who took the undisputed world lightweight champion to beat that guy. I mean, that guy's just a monster, no doubt about it. And what he did to Mr. Moreno's last night was just sad in the sixth round. Of course, Moreno's a robbery victim last August. Instead of getting a championship and defending a championship last night, he came in and got his head handed to him for a lousy 25 grand. That's boxing. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, Just let us know, and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? 
He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You ask me uh, how well that fight, I don't know. But I can tell you one thing. He punched good. Let little Eva do her thing here. The low commotion. Man, is that the boxing world in, in a nutshell or what? The low commotion. Holy cow. Low commotion. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You, your inside look at the world of boxing, MMA. Of course, in this hour, a little later, I'll get into Joe Frazier in depth. You heard Joe just a little bit there, of course, talking about how George Foreman hit George Foreman hit him hard. No doubt about that. But in that first fight, I thought George was a little bit dirty. George was a dirty fighter. I watched him in the gym. He would fight guys who were my size. Nah, I take that back. A little bigger than me. I'm weighing like 160 now. I used to fight guys like 170, 175 pounds. And he would weigh like 220, 225, okay? And he'd bounce these guys all over the ring, lift them up off the ground, off the ground with uppercuts like he did Joe Frazier. I kid you not, okay? He was just a bully. Of course, the guy that sold burgers and became, golly gee whiz, everybody's Uncle George. You know, he was a creep. He was a stone-cold creep here in San Francisco. Of course, he came to from Newark, California, which is across the bay, down there, Fremont, California, you go across the San Mateo Bridge. Um, the bottom line is he was in the job corps over there. Of course, he, come to us from the, he came to us from the 54th Ward originally in Houston, Texas, which is a hellhole. That's just the best way I could put it. It's a hellhole. I don't know anybody. I never. When I went down to Houston, I stayed away from the wards. This is the way it is. You stay away from the wards. Anyway, George Foreman gets into the job corps because they think he's going to go to prison instead if he keeps beating people up down there in the uh, on the streets and they like down in Houston. So they send him to the job corps him here in uh, Newark, California, he starts chopping wood and get disciplined. And then they'd sort of like introduce him to boxing. You want to learn how to box? Yeah, okay, okay. And of course, it was cool for George because George was bigger than everybody. And when you're bigger than everybody, it means you could basically beat up on everybody because George, as I said, was a bully and he could punch and he could throw hands. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's a big dude, a brute, you know. So George would lump up on people here in the gym. And of course, I used to watch it. My father used to tell me he was a bully. My father would tell me that. I said, Dad, what do you mean? He goes, see that guy right there? He goes, yeah. He goes, he's going to be in the Olympics next year, I think. I said, yeah, really? That was like 1967. I said, really, Dad? He goes, yeah. He goes, he goes, but he's a bully. He's a bully. Look, He's always beating up on little guys. He's a bully. Anyway, of course, George Foreman will go on to win the heavyweight championship in 1973, of course, taking out Joe Frazier and losing it in 1974 to Muhammad Ali and then regaining it like, you know, almost 20 years later against Michael Moore. Of course, Michael Moore is famous for one thing, being knocked out by an old man. Ooh, ooh. But I did one of Foreman's fights. I think I did a George Foreman, J.B. Williamson fight for FNN Sports. That was in May of 1989 down in Galveston, Texas. And I talked to George about the old days, about the Golden Gloves and how, the, you know, he was a bully. And I talked to him about that. I said, you know, I said, George, I used to watch you when I was a kid. I said, you know, and, and you would beat up on guys who were like smaller than me. I don't say smaller than me, but small, little tiny guys. And he would look at me and he said, that's one of the bad parts of boxing. He said, you know, when I learned how to box, he goes, it was beat on people. That's why you didn't, there was no learning. He goes, I didn't learn anything about boxing until Muhammad Ali taught me what boxing was all about when he put that dope on the rope. Of course, the rope was, the dope was me. Anyway, he said, I knew nothing about boxing. I mean, boxing to me was just all physical before then. It became mental at that point in time. Okay. Bottom line is, George was a, um, uh, a good spokesperson. I mean, he did the Wendy's burgers and all that kind of good stuff. But I'll never give up. I'll, I'll never forgive George for what he did to that German Shepherd. Did I tell you that one? Yeah. Get this. They're in a. They're at a hotel. The hotels. They're in like a 14th floor of a hotel, and George is on the balcony with his dog, and he's there with uh, his former manager, and um, 
anyway, George gets his dog up on a table and he says, I bet you I can get this dog to jump off the, um, the balcony onto, to its death. I mean, it's 14 stories below. This is how sick George Foreman is. Okay. So the guy says, nah, nah, you ain't going to do that. You ain't going to do that. And he goes, yeah, I am. Watch. You put him up there. Dog jumped off the balcony, 14 stories to his death. That's George Foreman. The guy that was beating up on those guys in the gym, they say, you know, he had a conversion, he, he met God and all this kind of good stuff. I don't know. I don't know if you can ever, you know, wipe away that type of evilness. He was evil. He just was. I watched him beat up on people. As I said, they were smaller than him and that dog thing. I'm going to say, so when I see George, I say hello. And, you know, we know that we, he knows that we go back to Newman's gym and that kind of good stuff. So we're, we're down with that. But he also knows, man, that I knew he was a creep. I mean, George Foreman was a, when I was growing up, he was a creep. I mean, he was scared. Everybody was scared to death of him, as well you should be. He was a brute with a pair of boxing gloves, no doubt about that. Of course, beating uh, uh, the was it the Russian or the Cuban for the 68 Olympic gold medal down there in Mexico City. Of course, at the same time, those other three black athletes were protesting. Of course, George just wove the flag. I'll, I'll leave you with. I'll do anything you want for me. Uh, he was here. He was, you know, company type of guy for a while. Then he got the title. Then things changed. I remember he went down to. Uh, Caracas, Venezuela, they take on Kenny Foreman. I think that was right before the, for the Ali, before the Ali fight in, uh, Zaire, Africa. He went down to fight Kenny Foreman, knocked out Foreman like in one round. And I'll never forget Jack Fisk, of course, my mentor, the writer extraordinaire, the Hall of Fame writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, the man that I named my daughter after Jacqueline. You know, he went down there and I remember him telling me after the fights that he had never seen anything like George Foreman in his entire life and he would have bet his, 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 his house, if he was a betting man, Mr. Finkelstein would have bet his house, everything he owned in the bank, everything he had in the bank, everything he owned on George Foreman to beat Muhammad Ali. Well, if you listen to Jack Fisk make boxing predictions, you went broke. Because although Jack was the greatest writer in all of boxing and he was my mentor and I called him the godfather of boxing writers and all that kind of good stuff, a Hall of Famer, 37 years or 35 years with the SF Chronicle before I got him that gig with Flash Magazine. I mean, he was the greatest writer of all time, but he was the worst predictor of all time. In fact, in fact, I know guys that went, that, that would see Jack's picking the picks in the paper, they would go the opposite way and they make money. I kid you not. Unbe- last night, I want to mention this. Unbeaten junior middleweight champion. I picked it up. Unbeaten junior middleweight. Brian Castano, 17 and zip with a draw on 12 KOs. Dethroned WBO 154 pound champion Patrick Tuzera last night. Tazera coming in 31 and 1, left 31 and 2, 22 KOs. 12 round unanimous nod down there at Fantasy Springs Casino in Indio, California. That was a place where, my bottle melted. My water bottle melted. I was sitting ringside. I think we were doing an Alexander Zolkin fight down there on TV and radio. We were doing both. And I, I put it like a, 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 you know, like a water bottle on, 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 on next to me. And it melted. I, it melted. I kid you. It melted. So that's how hot it was. I think it was like 120 degrees ringside. Uh, Shane Mosey was there that night, but Alexander Zolkin came up short. And the reason why I'm bringing up Zolkin is that his coach, was John Johnson. John Johnson, former Ohio State football coach under Woody Hayes, and of course the manager, uh, the man that guided Buster Douglas to the upset of Mike Tyson, the meltdown of Mike Tyson in 1990, of course. Iron Mike Tyson getting melted down, woo, aluminum Mike, turned into aluminum Mike that day with uh, Buster Douglas. But he was a guy that got Buster Douglas in shape for that fight, mentally and physically, of course. John Johnson tested by, he had some, uh, tested positive, he had some uh, lung cancer issues about about a year and a half ago, and we were like talking all the time, and he was telling me he was in recovery, and you know, this kind of stuff, and he came on the radio show a couple times, and talked about how good it was to recover from, you know, lung cancer, and the fact that you don't need to smoke, all that kind of good stuff. Anyway, he went on and on. He took himself off Facebook, and I can't get him, his phone's disconnected. So, 
when somebody with cancer um, just has their phone disconnected and they pull off Facebook and there's no social media contacts for them and you can't get a hold of them, you start to get scared. So um, anybody out there that knows John Johnson, of course, Coach John Johnson, Ohio State, formerly Ohio State, uh, boxing, Ohio State football and boxing in Columbus, Ohio, could you please get the coach to give me a call or send me a text or something like that because I am extremely worried about him. Back to that WB 154-pound title fight last night. This is how impressive Castano was and dominant. The scores, 120-108, 12 zipping rounds. 119-109, that means... You know, 11 to 1 in rounds. And straight up, 117-111 means 8-3-1 in rounds. Straight up, fantastic win for the Brian Costano. We'll see what he can do at 154. As far as 160 pounds is concerned, we talked about the head case that is Jermel Charlo. Of course, the WBC champion, undefeated in 30 fights. He's been a pro since 2008. Still doesn't have a fight, a significant fight on his entire resume, ledger. He just doesn't have it. His resume is like a bunch of guys that he should beat. Okay, uh, I, I I can't fault him for that, but you know he wants to step up and fight Canelo Alvarez for the big bucks. He was talking about getting, making Canelo the god of boxing right now. Of course, the king of pay per view. He wanted Canelo to come back to one sixty to fight him. Are you out of your mind? Anyway. He now has been pro, uh, approached with a fight to take on David Benavides, a former WBC super middleweight champion, comes to us, I think, from Phoenix or somewhere in Fresno, Phoenix or Fresno, where he hangs out in both cities. Anyway, bottom line is, kid's undefeated, um, got a co- cocaine issue. You know, he had that coke problem. So, of course, he was rocking and rolling. He had the title in this and that. I think he lost the title on the scale. And, you know, when you look at this kid, he's a fantastic-looking fighter, got the right attitude, you know, a little ghetto. and got to have a little street in him. If you don't have street in a boxer... You're probably not going to have a good boxer. I mean, boxers don't come from college. I mean, we'll talk about that in the next segment. But boxers don't come from boxers for the most part, with the exception of James Bonecrusher Smith. He's the only heavyweight champion I know of that had a college degree. Not saying it was like from Harvard or anything like that, but he's the only guy I know that ever had a Harvard uh, college degree being a heavyweight champion. So I can't say that guys in guys guys in boxing are not that uh, academically gifted. We'll talk about that as we change. Of course, white-collar boxing after the break. Why do I want to talk about white-collar boxing? Well, somebody brought it up to me. The fact that they've got a, a young man in the household. He's 28, 30 years old. He wants to start boxing, maybe having a couple of fights and this kind of stuff. And, you know, the person mentioned professional and this and that. I went, yikes, professional. Anyway, we'll get to that in depth after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA, Missing Mary Wilson, baby. What can I say? Missing Mary. You are tuned to the Insiders Look at the World of Boxing. E- uh, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. That sort of caught me off guard there. Mary Wilson, you're tuned to Ring Talk. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. 
the only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years. People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Well, I'm here to talk to my lawyer on that one. White collar boxing, according to Red Wikipedia, started at the Gleason's Gym in New York City. Actually, started in a lot of gyms across the country. They just didn't call it white collar boxing. Gleason's got the the the, uh, the rap because of the fact they had these guys they would box each other like once or twice a month. You know, they like a stockbroker would buy, fight another insurance guy and that kind of good stuff. So we'll get to that in just a second. Squares and boxing. You know, I want to talk about the deaths that I've witnessed in the ring. And the reason why I'm bringing it up because I'm gonna lead this will lead into that. Anyway, the first time I witnessed anything that I thought was really gonna go crazy was I was in San Jose, California. I think in 1988 or 1989. And um, Rico Velasquez Jr., who had a broken nose going into the fight, he was a California lightweight champion, he was taking on David Gonzalez. Gonzalez was like a ranked contender at the time, and he was a monster. And there was, Gonzalez was going to destroy this guy. There was just no, absolutely no doubt about it. I was the only one that went up to 
his dressing room before the fight and interview Rico. So I was the last one to interview him before he would die. Uh, the fight started in the midst of 10 rounds. Uh, he died in the 10th round. But in the midst of 10 rounds, he was knocked down four or five times, of which the referee, Henry Hank Alesbrew of Sacramento, California, he missed two or three knockdowns. I mean, that's how bad the referee was. And, of course, Hank was a bit of a guy. Uh, he was a bit of a drunk. I mean, I accused him, and I put it in, I put it in paper. I said that being a former police officer, I said he entered a ring in, uh, in Sacramento, California, to officiate a fight smelling with the reeking of an alcoholic beverage. I said that I could smell the... The aroma of an alcoholic beverage on his on his on his breath. That his eyes were bloodshot. That his speech was a little bit off. The whole nine yards. In other words, I was describing a drunk to you, okay? But Clyde Gray was the athletic commission director at the time, and guess what? Clyde Gray was a drunk too. So that didn't go anywhere, okay? So many years later, 1988 or 89, here's a uh refereeing this state title fight down there in San Jose, California, Civ Auditorium. So as I said, Rico's getting his head handed to him, and after the ninth round. I got up out of my chair and I, cause I'm watching, I'm watching Rico Velasquez's father, who was Rico Sr. And he's telling him, show me, he's telling him in Spanish, I don't know, show me some balls, show me some balls, please show me your balls. That's what he's telling this kid. This kid's been knocked down like eight times. I'm not kidding you. Seven or eight times, four, four official at least, okay? Eight times. I mean, he's behind on the scorecards. This fight should have been stopped and it just wasn't. So, Alespru, I'm begging with him. I go, I go, Hank, you gotta stop this fight. You gotta stop this fight, Hank. I go, he's gonna get killed. Hank, you got, Hank, please, please stop this fight. He grabs his towel. He looks at me. He wipes the straight off his brow. He said to me, son, go have, go, go, go take your seat and let me do my job. Rick, go back to your seat. I said, he's gonna get killed. He's gonna get killed. At the same time, the, uh, aforementioned Jack Fist of the SF Chronicle grabs me by the seat of my pants says, you can't tell a referee that. And I turned around and said, you don't know boxing. This guy's about to die. Okay? 40 seconds later, Rico Velasquez was dead. Okay? We went to the hospital afterwards, and I remember Jack just telling me on the way home, he was almost in tears. He said, I'll, I'll never tell you when to, to speak up ever again. I'll never, I'll never ever tell you when to speak up again. Because he knew I was right. The kid died. Okay? So then a few months later, this is 89, I guess it was 1990, um, I'm in Las Vegas, and I'm ringside doing some fights for... Um, I think called the BAM promotions at the time. I was their, their TV guy, this kind of stuff. So we're, we're doing these televised fights ringside. And John, I take that back. This was an off TV fight. Johnny Montanez came to Las Vegas. Of course, he wanted to, you know, fulfill his dream, become a contender. Anyway, he ended up losing his life for lousy $2,000 a night. He got $2,000 for that night. Of course, 28 year old journeyman boxer. He died just a few days after, of course, a fight with James Creighton. Creighton couldn't fight. Creighton couldn't lick a stamp if he wet his tongue. Creighton couldn't punch. He couldn't punch, but don't you get it? Johnny was damaged going in, and people don't want to take those dead into in consideration. I mean, you can look at guys. You can see certain guys. There are certain people that shouldn't box. Another boxing death that took place here in San Francisco out there at the Third Street Gym uh, on Third Street here on the Bayview. Hector Martinez told me, he said, you know, some of these guys, Hector being the former two-time Golden Glove champion and a co-manager of Roberto Duran, he told me, he said, you know, some of these people shouldn't be boxing, Pete. Yeah, Really? He goes, yeah, I mean, and, and he was telling me that before. He goes, you know, they got these, these white collar guys, you know, these, these, these squares. Uh, he called them other names. Anyway, uh, we've got these guys boxing each other out there on Third Street. He goes, and I think somebody's going to get hurt. So why do you say that, bro? He goes, cause these guys can't fight, bro. He goes, when you can't fight, things happen. You, you can't, in other words, you're not a race car driver because you got a car and, and a helmet. And you're not a boxer because you got a pair of gloves and a headgear and a mouthpiece. I mean, you've got to be, you've got to be, 
how can I put this ingrained into the boxing trade or the, the, the world of boxing, this and that? And I just don't think it happens right away. I mean, I can't think of anybody that came on late in life, like some of these white, I can't hear of any, think of any white collar boxers who went on to win championships or anything like that. Okay. I mean, if they fight each other, it's sort of okay. I can deal with that. You know, you know, some white guy from, you know, uh, Oakland or fighting a guy from Berkeley, you know, they're like both 28 or 30 years old. Yeah, I can sort of go with that. But, You've also got to have a competent corner, and that's really important. I mean, when I was in working corners for the Mission Boxing Club, of course, I had my little boxing club during the Mission in the 80s, um, I had a towel with me all the time. And people used to say to me, why does he always got a towel for himself? Does he think he's a wetback or something? I go, why does he always got a towel? The reason why I always had a towel was I was ready to throw that towel in the ring and stop the fight at any given moment. Because you know what? A referee is not perfect. He's not infallible. In fact, they're human. They make mistakes. I'm not going to allow them to make a mistake with one of my kids in the ring. It's just not going to happen. You know where I'm coming from? I mean, I see my kids with their eyes crossed. I'm throwing the towel in the ring. The referee maybe can't see it, but I'm watching them closer than the referee is, okay? And if I see something that's wrong, I throw the towel in. So I was quick. I was like the Jerry Tarkanian of amateur boxing. I would throw the towel in in a minute. I remember Carlos Lobo was getting drilled out to Cal Palace, and he said to me, this is what he told me, let me go out on my back. My parents are here. I want to get knocked. That's what do you mean you want to get knocked? He goes, if I can't win, I want to go out fighting to the death. What are you, nuts? Anyway, I threw the towel in on him. Of course, he got, he may have been suicidal because he died on a motorcycle accident, uh, about two or three months later. And it was, you know, one car type of thing with a bike, but passing cars in traffic in the mission district. But I'm, you know, you just, some people, they can deal with boxing. They sort of adapt to it, you know, and some people don't. I mean, as I said, Hector's talked about the guy out there on Thursday. guy ended up dying. I mean, guy's like a 30-year-old guy, never had any fights, ended up dying, okay? And then, you know, you've got people that are pros, and then you put guys in situations where they shouldn't be. I mean, I'm talking about, this is pretty tough. Roy King Jr., he died Tuesday in a New York City health care facility. In other words, like, uh, you know, a home for uh Disabled people, people that are screwed up. He was only 42 years old. But get this, he was one of those late comers in the world of boxing, okay? Late comer in the world of boxing, meaning he didn't put on a, put on any gloves till he was 32 years old. And, you know, I mean, he had, didn't have much of an amateur career and he went 12 and 4 or 12 and 5 as a, a professional with one draw, not a big puncher, this and that. He was always the opponent. In fact, when he upset, um, Chris Thomas in October 2019, a unanimous not over him for some, from some, uh, regional rinky dink WBC United States silver title. Anyway, he was the opponent there. He was brought in to lose. Unfortunately, Chris Thomas couldn't lick a stamp, so he lost. Anyway, bottom line is King would fight once after that. Okay? And he would get knocked down four times in a fight, an eight-round fight. In other words, if a guy gets knocked, here's what's up. Let me run this one down to you. We're talking mathematics, okay? Let's talk mathematics just for a second in boxing. All right? There's eight rounds in a boxing match. You get knocked down three times, you're down six points. Six points. Okay? You're not going to win this fight. You're not a puncher. There's no reason why this fight, there's no reason why these fights, listen, some of these fights, especially in the UFC, I get, don't get me going there, but some of these fights, you get them going, four or five rounds are done, guy's getting his head handed to him. He's totally being dominated. I mean, you're waiting on a knockout. Why are you waiting for this man to be abused and possibly hurt when you know it's over with? Listen, when the competition ends, the fight should end, okay? And when guys get hurt, fights should be stopped. This guy got knocked down four times January 16th in Nashville, Tennessee at the fairgrounds. Got knocked down four times, okay, in an eight-round fight. So, I mean, there had to be, they, they wanted him to finish the fight on his feet so he could feel proud. He ended up dying 13 months later. Why? 
Guy picked up the gloves at the age of 32 years old. At 42, he sure shouldn't have been fighting guys or that could fight. I mean, he shouldn't have been fighting anybody even could, could spell the word fight, but he did, and Roy King Jr. died at the age of 42. Another guy picked up the gloves at the age of 32. Now, I'm not trying to say that everybody that picks up gloves at the age of 32 or late in life gets hurt. What I'm trying to say is there's a, a greater propensity of people getting hurt if they pick up boxing later in life than they pick up earlier in life. In other words, when I had those early fights at the Boys Club in San Francisco, I don't call them fights, they were smokers, um, one-minute rounds, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of skill to it. You, you blow through guys, you go out there and you throw punches for, for 60 seconds, and you guess what, you're going to beat the other guy. Okay. Then we went to two minutes, and I sort of lost my first fight, so we got to look like a stamp, sort of figured out, figured out what that was all about. But I realized... In 1984, I fought in the National Golden Glove Championships in Las Vegas. I never, ever realized how dangerous was boxing was until I fought Ernie Chavez. And i tell you why. We were fighting 147. He said he weighed 168 that day because he weighed in three or four days earlier. Anyway, the bottom line is he was a southpaw. He could punch and this and that. And I never, ever thought about getting hurt in boxing until he hit me. When I got up, there was eight Ernie Chavez's across the ring. Okay? I was smart enough to stop the fight myself. The corner... Uh, from the National Golden Glove people, they, they were working my corner. They didn't stop it. They should have stopped it. Bottom line is, I was smart enough to save my own life. Most boxers aren't. You got to have a good trainer. You're tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We've got Rick here again. Will the second time be the charm? I don't know, Bob. He's got a lot of love for the game, but he's not the player he once was. He's got passion in his eyes. He passes the beer. Looks like he's making a play for the candy aisle. I've never seen this in my 35 years. He's going right for the heart-shaped box. He picks up the chocolate and heads straight to the checkout. Unbelievable. Rick comes through with a last-minute Valentine's Day victory. This Sunday, don't forget to make happy on Valentine's Day with a heart-shaped box of Russell Stover chocolates. The spread of COVID-19 is still unchecked across the nation, and you need to keep your family safe. Make a new habit and check your temperatures twice a day, once before dinner and before leaving home in the morning. You can't afford to take chances, so use the Exergen Temporal Scanner. Its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies, and it takes an accurate reading in seconds. It's the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Quick and easy to use, you can count on Exergen to keep your family safe 24 hours a day. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 
That's 800-410-4771. Do you own a timeshare but can't use it because of travel restrictions, a change in life circumstances, or perhaps you can no longer afford the monthly payments or annual maintenance fees? If you feel stuck or you just need to get out of your timeshare, Newton Group is here for you. They are the nation's oldest timeshare relief company which means you can trust them. Read the reviews. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, 4.7 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and a proven track record to legally relieve you from the financial burden of your timeshare. Getting out of your timeshare can be tricky business, so it's important you go with a company you can trust, and nobody, I mean nobody, has more experience than the experts at Newton Group. For your free consultation and your free consumer's guide to timeshare exit, call 877-WE-DO-EXIT. That's 877-WE-DO-EXIT. Why pay for something you aren't even using? Give us a call at 877-WE-DO-EXIT or visit newtonexit.com today. Now more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Down to the nightclub. We haven't been doing nightclubs since February. Last year, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And who knows, with this COVID thing, we might not get out for another year. Hopefully, it will happen in 2000, late 2021 or 2022. Of course, the godfather, Larry Merchant, got his uh, vaccine. I can't wait to get mine. I mean, everybody's like saying, I don't want to get it first. I don't want to get it first. Listen, I took the measles vaccine. I took the... Um, the uh, the polio vaccine. I didn't have any problems with those vaccines. I mean, why are, why all of a sudden are we starting to question science? What are you guys idiots? You're questioning science, you, and you're going to take religion over science to some some extent? Come on, man, that's a bit of a reach. Anyway, switching back to the subject hand. Of course, I promised you last week a one hour special on Joe Frazier. Well, the person that was supposed to put that show together with me sort of flaked out on that. Of course, we're going to do it next week. We'll get into depth on Joe Frazier next week. But coming up on fifty years. March 8th, 1971, two gold medalists, 1960, light heavyweight gold medalist Cassius Clay, later to become Muhammad Ali. 1964, Olympic gold medalist, smoking Joe Frazier. Of course, Ali won his title in Rome. Joe Frazier won his title in Tokyo. When they hooked up in 1971, Muhammad Ali had been off basically for three and a half years. He had two comeback fights, one against Jerry Quarry, which lasted about three rounds. Then he had a 14-round fight, or I think it was 14 rounds, with um, Oscar Bonavena stopping the, the Argentine late in the fight. So he had these two fights. He wasn't really in good shape yet. He knew he wasn't sharp yet. He wasn't ready yet. But Joe Frazier's people, Yank Durham, said, if you don't take the fair fight with Frazier now, we're going to make you wait. Two years before you get a title shot. Well, Ali didn't want to wait two years, and Herbert Muhammad, those guys wanted that money. It was Ali's manager, so they ended up having the fight March eighth, nineteen seventy one. Anyway, Muhammad Ali is thirty one and zero. Joe Frazier is twenty six and zero. Of course, Joe Frazier will win a fifteen round decision, and probably I don't know. I never listen. I looked out the window of my house when I was living on, in, on Godius, like it was an alley between Coleridge and Mission Street here in San Francisco, out in the middle of the mission. And I looked out my window during the fight, and there wasn't any cars on the street. There wasn't any buses going. I was listening on the radio. There were no buses going by. The entire world had come to a stop. <coughs> a complete stop, I kid you not, for these two men, Smoking Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali. We'll celebrate their 50-year anniversary. Of course, it'll be next week, and I hope to bring in Richard and possibly Marvis Frazier as well. Now we go back in time. This is your life. 
Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Not many people have gone the full 15 rounds with you, but before we close, I'd like to remind you of someone who has. Just as he promised he would one August day in 1970, during your exile from the ring, when he gave you a lift in a car from Philadelphia to New York, and when he pulls up on 42nd Street, a crowd starts to gather. And I said, hey, man, you better get out of my car. Because not Joe people Frazier. might think you and I are good pals. Not You've Joe described Frazier. him as the fighter you most admire, your old adversary. We've flown him from no, Philadelphia. Not Joe Smoking Joey Joe, Joe So how did you come to be giving Muhammad Ali a lift in your car? Well, number one, I had a chance to move around in Philadelphia, and I went to one of the hotels, and uh, I promised to give him a ride to uh, New York City that day. Well, <laughs> I, I got out of the car. Somebody says, hey, go smoking Joe Fraser. <laughs> oh, man, and he went off. Smoking Joe Fraser? Where is he? I want smoking Joe Fraser. He got my title. So I went over and I shook so his hand. Crazy. He told me, he said, uh, no. listen, sir, I have a man who's doing a book on me. Would you interview him into New York City? We rode into New York City. <laughs> this guy would not let me get one word in. All through the whole ride, he started talking about smoking Joe Frazier. And you would be, you be with me. So Joe, smoking Joe Frazier. See, I wrote a poem. He said, Joe, come out smoking. I'll be poking, pouring water on that smoking. <laughs> he said, I might amaze you. I will be tired smoking Joe Frazier. <laughs> all, all through the whole time in New York, oh, from Philadelphia to New York City, I had to go through that noise all the way. <laughs> what did you do? So I had a chance. To, we got into New York City. 42nd is, he slapped me. <laughs> 42nd is Broadway, and somebody messed around, and so I him and myself, and he went off again. Smoking Joe Fraser, ladies and gentlemen, smoking Joe Fraser, the man who got my title, I won my title. I was in the car. Oh, no. I said, look, oh. I don't want this sucker right now. <laughs> so after, after a while, he got back in the car and kind of cooled down some. I said, hey, man, cool it off. You know what I mean? So he said, a song. Start singing. <laughs> <It's not> <laughs> A great guy. I would say we love him. He's a fine champion. I'll say one thing. I might see how you got the other people. How did you get Joe Frazier here? <laughs> My man, Joe Frazier. I want you to listen to this, Muhammad. As, as a boy, you worship one particular... I am, just about. But I want to remind you of one particular boxing hero who later in life, you've got to know, and who sadly cannot be here because, as you know, he recently underwent massive heart surgery, which has affected his powers of speech. But such is his high regard for you that here, in his home in Leicester... So how did you come to be giving Muhammad Ali a lift in your car? 
Well, number one, I had a chance to move around to Philadelphia, and I went to one of the hotels, and uh, I promised to give him a ride to uh, New York City that day. I, I got out of the car. Somebody says, hey, go, Smoking Joe Fraser. <laughs> oh, man, and he went off. Smoking Joe Fraser. Where is he? I want Smoking Joe Fraser. He got my title. Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, this is your life, no doubt about that. Of course, that was in 1977 over in the U.K., and, of course, Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali. You know, when I interviewed Joe, I spent some time around Joe. Joe said Joe drank a lot. That, that was my problem with Joe is that I never knew how to approach Joe Frazier. I mean, he was like he was like like almost a manic type of guy. In other words, he was either in a great mood or you didn't want to get nowhere near him. I mean, nowhere around him. And maybe I misunderstood him, okay? Because I heard stories about him taking a gun in, in the gym he ran in Philadelphia, Joe Frazier's gym, and he cleared out the gym one day. In other words, you know, if you were in the, if you were boxing with your gloves on in, in the gym, in the ring, you left right there with your boxing gloves on and walked out. You didn't get your clothes out of the locker. You didn't do that stuff. Joe got upset and threw every, ran everybody out of, out of the uh, gym with a gun. Okay, so, Joe drank a bit, of course, and I said, you know, he had he was an alcoholic. He, was not, he had an alcoholic. But, so when I would see him, um, I never knew how to approach him. You know, I mean, I didn't know whether to smile. I didn't know whether to say hello. I, I sort of like wanted him to let him go first sometimes, you know. And you know, you, you know, hey, what's up, Joe? You know, that kind of stuff. But I remember in Atlanta, we were at the Omni. We were doing the Vaughn Bean. A Vander Holyfield heavyweight title fight. I was working for Don King Productions doing the television there. I was doing the, I think I was the interview guy. Interview guy, I think I was scoring the fight too, but I was the interview guy. I remember interview, interviewing wrestler Bill Goldberg that night. But they sent me in a Von Bean's dressing room. Von Bean was ranked number one at the point in time. I don't know why he was ever ranked number one. He was never a top contender, but he got three title shots being ranked number one. That was Butch Lewis, his promoter. And, of course, he was in the locker room with Joe Frazier. It was Joe Frazier, Butch Lewis, and the fighter, okay, and they were, you know, they were looking at each other, and they were talking, and I smelled, like, as soon as I walked in the room, I smelled this, like, booze, I mean, like, wow, I mean, that like, alcohol hitting you, bah, boom, like a left hook hitting you in the face, holy cow, who's drinking? Well, it turned out Joe was drinking, Joe was drinking, and Butch was drinking, of course, they went out there, and they worked the corner for Vaughn Bean, and through the uh, throughout the 12-round fight, it went, I think it went 12-round decision, Evander Holyfield winning, but uh, all throughout the 12-round fight, they kept calling the referee who was an, you know, a Caucasian man, Brian Gary out of Florida, my buddy, went to China with me twice. Um, he, they were calling him a honky and a square and all kinds of stuff like that. And, you know, he was in the position where he could have thrown them out of the arena. And, and I talked to him about it later. I said, you know, why did you let those people call you? They call you square. They, they, they were saying stuff. Joe and, and Butch were saying stuff that I can't repeat on the air. You know, there's words you can't say on the radio, like on TV. Yes, yeah, still, FCC rules. Um, anyway, I, I, I couldn't repeat that stuff. And, 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 and I'm watching Joe, and, Joe and, and Butch assail the referee. So the referee tells me later, he says, you know, I, I was in a bad spot there. I go, yeah, bad spot. He goes, but he goes, I couldn't throw Joe Frazier out of the arena. He goes, that wouldn't have looked good. He goes, you know, Olympic gold medalist, world heavyweight champion, a renowned hero in Philadelphia. I just couldn't do it. He goes, you're asking me to do like something that was, it was foreign to me. I just couldn't do it. Anyway, Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, good friends all the way until the end. Of course, they, you know, there was bad blood between them, but at the end, they were two old men. And when, before Joe went, Ali saw him. Ali was in tears. They hugged each other. And of course, Joe went, I think in 2012 from liver cancer. Could have had something to do with his drinking. Anyway, bottom line is Joe went. Ali was there. Ali was hurt. 
I remember talking to Ali about Joe Frazier in, in, in China one time, and he said to me, because, you know, Joe Frazier was the most mentally strong man I've ever seen in my life, and I think I have to agree with him because of all the athletic events I've ever seen in my entire life, and, and I've been around a little bit, I've never seen anybody so determined, so physically, so, so mentally like like possessed. I mean, Joe Frazier in that first fight in March of 1971, coming on, up on 50 years in a few weeks. Of course, that was that it was the most grit and determination I've ever seen in my life because he wasn't all that talented of a guy. I mean, he wasn't super. He had he could punch and he was in good shape. And you know what? He took a punch well. I mean, he still he ran into George Foreman, okay, but he took a punch well. And he and Ali engaged in probably one of the greatest fights of all time. Of course, getting rocked in the twelfth round, Muhammad Ali almost went down in the twelfth round. I thought it was over at that point in time. I'm listening on the radio. Ali's falling, ready to fall. Ali's I'm going, oh my God, because you know, you're listening on the radio and you can't listen to live radio. Because what they, what they do is they would tell you what the round was like after the round was over. In other words, it was news. So they would tell you what round two was about and round uh, after round three. Okay, stuff like that. Anyway, so the Ali was all hurt in the twelfth round. He's about to get knocked out. He's about to get knocked out. I'm saying to myself, Oh my God, I'm freaking out. So listen to this on the radio. So we come back the fifteenth round. You know, it's still a reasonably close fight. I think Muhammad Ali might even might, might even be ahead, at least in my mind. Anyway, Larry Merchant thought so too at the time. But um Joe Frazier knocked down the fifteen round, sealed that sealed that win, no sealed that win, no doubt about that. Of course, that was like the greatest hook of all time and ba boom, there's never been a greater hook. And Ali got up. He got up and he was probably winning that round. He knew he had to come back and, and make good for himself after getting knocked down. I remember asking him about that knockdown. He told me the same thing I said about Ernie Chavez. You don't see them hooks, man. He only got knocked down by hooks. I mean, Sonny Banks knocked him down. Joe Frazier knocked him down. Um, uh, the Englishman knocked him down. I mean, Henry Cooper, all with hooks, punches you don't see. That's that's what's so that's what's so um so incredibly crazy about boxing. In other words, Hector Martinez told me he got knocked down once by a punch that you saw coming at him. I've never been knocked out by a punch I saw knocked down by a punch I saw. Every punch that I get knocked down by, I've been knocked down a few times. I just you didn't see him. You didn't see him. And, of course, it's the ones you don't see that hurt the most. Anyway, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier coming up on 50 years. I hope to have Marvis Frazier in next week. That was the plan this week, but Marvis got flaky and Richard Sloan didn't get him on paper. Bottom line is we'll try to get that going next week. Joe Frazier uh, remembered to an extent, a greater extent next week with his son, Marvis Frazier. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This time it's real. Lenny Williams and Tower of Power to the break. Way. I wish I may, I wish I might make you my all-star shining bright. I know I can feel it. This time is real. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877 877- 
That's 877-360-0402. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past two years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. One million dollars of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. My buddy Biggie. May he rest in peace. Biggie Smalls. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA. You know, there's a little bit of hypocrisy probably in the show with myself today. Of course, uh, I talked about, you know, white-collar boxers. Now, some guys should never put on a boxing glove or wear a headgear or something like that. Some guys just aren't made for it, okay? But here I was in my 60s, okay, and I'm in good shape, real good physical shape, and I was contemplating maybe fighting the 2021 National Golden Gloves because I want five Golden Glove championships if I only got four. So, I mean, there's a bit of hypocrisy if there ever was, huh? Bottom line is, boxing is it's addictive, it's seductive, but most importantly... It's dangerous, and you got to realize that before you get into it. This is not baseball. This is not. Uh, uh, this is not you know rowing a boat. It's not golf and anything like that. This is where people are trying to hurt you. This is a hurting business, a hurting game. And you'll find that out quick enough if you want to become a boxer, white collar or not. For those of you out there that contemplate maybe taking part in little uh, smokers and this and that, if you're 30 years old and you can't fight much, you never had a fight. If they give you another 30 year old guy that's sort of like you. Okay, a stockbroker type of guy, maybe fight him. Okay, but I don't think you should be fighting anybody with any experience at all. In other words, if you're a blue-collar, a white-collar guy, stick with white-collar guys. Fight guys from the IT department next door and stuff like that. Don't be taken on amateur boxers because what happens when you come into the real world, you get hurt. And you get hurt in boxing, 
Guess what? The residual effects are not kind. I can go on and on, but you can hear Muhammad Ali there. It was 1977, and you can hear the residual effects of professional boxing had already struck him. That was back in 77. So what I'm trying to tell you, even Ali got hurt. So at the end of the day, boxing's a great game. She taught me discipline. I mean, I don't think I'd be the person I am without it, okay? But then again, I didn't get hit that much, and that really means a lot, a lot. So think about that. If you take too many punches, maybe boxing is for you. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. 37, make that 38 plus years now. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. We are a production of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the executive producer, and the man throwing all kinds of stuff around there in the other studios, Mr. Scott Cuddy. Uh, my name is Pedro Fernandez. And of course, I want to thank you for tuning in to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We are Saturday and Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific time, live on Sports Byline. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. Live on SportsByline.com, iHeartRadio, of course. Check out our channel. And, of course, we've got the Twitch video going on as well. Of course, the Sports Byline USA, Twitch.tv video. Of course, the post-fight podcasts are always at Anchor.fm and iTunes, all that kind of good stuff. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 38 years now of knocking out all bums. I am your modest host. My name is Pedro Franz. So next week, keep your hands up, keep your chin down. Most importantly, keep your butt off the canvas of life.